Shalom, everyone. Uh, welcome back to another episode of After Hours. Um, much appreciate your time once again. Uh, thank you for joining me as we go into another uh, weird and wonderful ramble into the realms of uh, current affairs, uh, modern living, and uh, trying to shine some light in uh, in some dark places. Um, so again, much appreciate the time that you've taken to, to be with me today. Um, uh, yeah, without further ado, let's just uh, get straight into it. Um, now, this week in the news, we've had our Prime Minister, so-called uh, Rishi Sunak, um, political evaluations to the side for one moment. This made for a very uh, compelling uh, meeting. He uh, hosted and held the inaugural uh, Artificial Intelligence uh, safety summit. Uh, for those of you that uh, joined us on a, an earlier episode, we went into the history and the foundations of AI, and uh, which I think gives us a, a good foundation at which we can navigate more uh, modern uh, stories about it. And um, yeah, so this week we had uh, Rishi uh, is joined by Elon Musk, uh, the, uh, I guess the the culmination of, of the summit itself, um, which uh, arguably could be described as a, as a PR exercise of sorts from, from the Prime Minister. Um, but essentially, uh, yeah, Rishi and uh, Elon Musk, the modern-day Tony Starks himself, uh, yeah, ha- had this meeting. So we're just going to play some clips and uh, we'll, we'll get into it. I do think there is a there is a, a safety concern, especially with humanoid robots. If you have a humanoid robot, it can it can basically chase you anywhere. So, I, I think we should have some kind of um, hardwired local cutoff um, that you that you can't update from the internet. <laughs> so anything that can be software updated from the internet obviously can be overridden. Um, but if you have a local sort of off switch um, where you perhaps say a keyword or something, and then that puts the robot into a safe state. Um, some kind of localized safe state ability, um, an off switch, you know, uh, where you don't have to get too close to the robot. I, I don't know. So we, 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 if we've got millions of these things going all over the place. We, you're not selling it. Just, you know. Like <laughs> no, I, I, I know. Um, I, I'm saying this is something we should be quite concerned about. Because um, if the robot can, fo- robot can follow you anywhere, then, you know, what if they just one day get a software update and they're not so friendly anymore? Um, then we've got a James Cameron movie on our hands. <laughs> so I, yeah. I took a decision to invite China to the summit over the last Very few good. days. And it was not an easy decision. A lot of people criticized me for it. You know, my view is if you're going to try... It's essential. Ha- Serious conversation you need to, but I, what would your thoughts? You do business all around the world. You just talked about it there. Yeah. You know, should we be engaging with them? Can we trust them? Is that the right thing to have done? When I was in China earlier this year, the, my main subject of discussion with this, this, the leadership in China was AI safety, and saying that this this is really something that they they should care about, and um, they took it seriously, and and I'm, and um, and you are too, which is which is great. Um, and 
having them here, I think, was essential, really. If they're, if they're, if they're not participants, it's, it's uh, pointless. So, real strange. Um, just before we get into the content of what um, Musk is actually uh, discussing there and highlighting, it's just the... Um, I just want to ha have a look at the the elements of, of, of almost the, the power at play uh, within this interaction. And again, without going on some, you know, deep psychoanalytical behavioral tangent, it's just a very strange combination that we have um, between uh, historically what a, a political leader um, you know, that the Prime Minister of the, the United Kingdom at, at one point in history, um, for, for good or bad, uh, would be, I guess, symbolically um, described as a, a powerful character, you know, somebody who, who holds a lot of sway or has a lot of influence and just is, uh, is kind of uh, um, almost a bastion of democracy on a world stage. And it's been, uh, it's essentially denigrated to this... Uh, this default guy uh, in office who, who just happened to be at the right place at the right time because no one else is competent enough to, to do this job. Now, uh, with that being said, obviously the, uh, the effectiveness and the actual power that a prime minister or any world leader actually holds is, is, is debatable. Uh, I mean, in terms of the decision-making and, and the things they actually get to do, they're, they're farts in the wind, essentially. They're, there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes. And they are the public faces. But with that being said, from a, from a symbolic point of view, you have this this guy here, this Rishi Sunak. And this, without even getting into the character of the individual and 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 the personal elements of of his uh, of his personality and everything else, it's like he's uh, he's interviewing uh, Elon Musk. He's he's almost subjugating himself to this character um, in order to. Uh, I guess, I mean, from a point of view, to, to get viewers to, 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 to do the popular thing, um, to almost go viral. I mean, the guy's got his own YouTube channel and it's it, it, we know about politics being an extended PR exercise, so they'll do anything to, to be relevant and, and all the rest of it. However, uh, this element of the interviewee becoming the interviewer is a very strange... Uh, premise and it's we've got this um this almost fanboy element now i i know uh you know vaguely about rishi's um enthusiasm and history with technology and, and things of that nature but the guy is literally just like gushing over the fact that he's got uh elon musk uh, in his presence and he's able to ask him these questions now what's really strange is that in the shift of power this this unelected entrepreneurial um business owner uh, is exactly what is essentially what he what he is is become fast becoming a an authority on um political um legislation when it comes to technology and ai but also a, a degree of a moral compass um we'll, we'll get we may get into that a bit more but um it's just a, a bit of a strange dynamic of this uh prominent world leader um 
almost bowing down to this guy. I mean, it's it's just strange. Um, and then obviously, um, you know, Rishi's trying to ask the right questions. He's got his fingers on the pulse and he's relevant to the to the topics of today. And I, I get all of that, but um, it's just it's just strange. It's weird. And um, it's a sign of the, uh, I guess, the, the melting down and denigration of, of the political realm where um, from a local level, and when I say local, I mean like national, um, politics itself is just, it's just melted into this nothingness where you, you have no characters, you have no strength, you have no moral backbone. It's just these sound bites and clips of people in suits just just talking talking garbage basically for the sake of trying to get some collateral in 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 the public domain and it's just melted to to it, it it's it's in a terrible state essentially um but it actually allows for this global um narrative to take place because if you if you melt everything away at a national level a local level is at that point it can it can become unified so if you have all these world leaders who are um, lacking character, lacking moral compass, la- lacking values, and actually, it then becomes easier to assimilate it to um, a, a particular narrative, which is essentially the singularity and, and the global a- agenda um, that's that's at play. Um, so that that's the that's the strange um, power shift that you can see at play, and um, it's just very strange and very weird. And then if we get into um, the opening. Uh, I mean, this is a this is an hour long interview, so this is only a tiny little excerpt. But you know, Elon there discussing this this notion of um, you know software updates and having the power to turn these things off because of the uh, uh, the potential for them to cause harm. And uh, again, this kind of um, doom mongering, scaremongering element of artificial intelligence and how it's uh, on the cusp of being released in a way that could be out of our control. Uh, again, that's something that's that's been widely reported. But um, again, it's it's just strange how this uh, this guy is is the advocate for these advances, but yet he he's uh, comes with these sobering warnings, and um, it's just that it. Again, it's delivered in this laughy, jokey, like, oh, and these, these robots chasing you up trees and killing people, and oh, wouldn't that be like a James Cameron movie? It's like, that sounds like hell on earth. That's horrendous. It's, it's not really, uh, <laughs> I don't think it's like particularly funny. Like, um, but here we are. This is, this is the, the, the weird uh, amalgamation of, of technology and uh, politics. Um, so, uh, yeah, another clip. We'll get into that. What's your view on what we should be doing? Talking about digital superintelligence, I think, which does pose a risk to the public, then there is a role for government to play to safeguard the interests of the public. What would your kind of observation be on, on AI and the impact on labour markets and people's... Again, it's just like, what, what would your opinion be? What, what should we do, Mr Musk? What, what's the best thing? You know, like it's it's feckless and weak uh, from a so-called leader who's just like at the mercies of of, of this guy. Um, very weird dynamic. Jobs and how they should feel about that as they as they think about this. Well, I think we are seeing the most disruptive force 
in history here. Um, you know, where we have for the first time, we will have for the first time something that is smarter than the smartest human. We've learned over the years that uh, having a referee is a good thing. And if you look at any sports game, there's always a, a referee. And, and nobody's suggesting, I think, to have a sports game without one. Um, and, and I think that's the, the right way to think about this. When you look at the, the landscape of things that you see as possible, what is it that you, know, you are yeah, particularly I, excited about? I, I think <laughs> it's just weird. Like You've got Will I Am of uh, the seminal pop group black eyed peas just like the authority like he actually has some interesting things to say but it's just a weird i, I can't get over how like the weird uh these authority figures are it's it's just really strange but um again he, he describes it here as the the most disruptive force in history uh he describes the uh, element of uh how we won't need anybody working in the future and, and working will almost be uh, a, a place of leisure uh, and choice as opposed to a necessity um which is uh which is just bizarre um that it, it's just uh, it's done in such a flippant way it's just very strange i think certainly ai ai tutors are going to be amazing um perhaps already are uh, i think there's also perhaps companionship which may seem odd because how can the computer really be your friend but if you if you have an ai that has memory, you know, and remembers all of your interactions, and has read every. You can say, like, give it permission to read everything you've ever done. So it really will know you better than anyone, perhaps even yourself. Um, and 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 where you can talk to it every day, and and those conversations build upon each other. You will actually have a great friend, um, as, as long as that friend can stay your friend and not get turned off or something. Uh, <laughs> don't turn off my friend. <laughs> Just real strange talking about this um, companionship element to uh, to the machine. It's uh, it's odd. I mean, we we spoke before about this this Frankenstein element of life and companionship and uh, essentially playing God in our relationships and um, such. A, again, a jovial, flippant um, uh, addressing of what is just an absolutely bonkers uh, premise. You know, something knowing all of your intimate history and then becoming uh, aware and almost sentient to that so that you can develop a relationship. We've, we, we've experienced like a, a soft um, dilution of that and that, that having evolved in terms of, you know, my, uh, you know, having friends online, cultivating relationships online, but having never really met those individuals, but yet they're considered your friends and your... Um, um, your peers it's a very um, alien concept uh, if you go back maybe one or two generations of like you know a, a step removed from real life relationships real life um, scenarios and situations and it's transferred to this digital realm where they've legitimized um, this uh, duplicate version of what a relationship actually constitutes and here we are where um you know, I remember in, in recent memory, there was a, uh, I think it was the uh, MP, Labour MP David Blunkett. I think he was um, head of the Home Office for the Labour government in the 90s. And uh, there was a big, um, big hoo-ha around the uh, the introduction of ID cards. 
that the people would have to carry a card with their details on it and people kicked up a stink because it was like nah that's my privacy i'm not walking around with some uh, identification card and, and it pro- it kicked off hard and now here we are 15 20 years later where it's like privacy has been um relinquished for um convenience and um companionship by the looks of it you know it's 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 here's here's my details here's my home you know social media where you can lay everything bare um again that's without going into the the biometrics element of data mining and on why big tech companies want to know what the inside of your house looks like or recording your voice um for advertising like this isn't this isn't conspiracy this is uh, a genuine uh, construct that's that's evolved and here we are to the point where people are, are ready to relinquish their details ready to relinquish their their privacy in order to to have um not only convenience but as he is as musk puts here um companionship and friendship because they know you better than anyone else that's that's demonic like that's that's horrible that's that's literally horrible um but again, it, it, it's just it's just where we're at, and this is this is uh, the direction that we're heading into. Um, now, again, I, I could we could easily do like a whole segment on Musk and who he is, but it, it's it's a strange one where we've got this guy who um, he seems to have courted the company and attention at least publicly. Um, with world leaders um over the over the last decade um you know he's emmanuel macron donald trump uh president uh prime minister of of india uh, netanyahu there he's hanging out with old popey um yeah it's 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 like who are you <laughs> where where have you come from and how is this entrepreneur who has no electoral um foundation um he seems to have come out of nowhere how is he holding uh sway in conversations with the world leaders and having these world leaders at least publicly fawning over him and and being seen to be uh lending a a, an ear uh, to this guy um it's it's a it's a really strange um really strange situation he's also developed into uh some form of as i said before like a moral he's holding a moral standard he took over twitter uh last year um acrimoniously and 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 very publicly I, i personally have never used twitter in my life um but obviously i'm aware of you know the stories and things that emanate from it and the power that it holds but um here we are where he's taken a platform and he's establishing elements of freedom of speech you know he's standing for maybe a a right more of a right-wing leaning um perspective on on what can and can't be said he's obviously affiliated to to certain people and has an agenda himself it's a really really odd uh situation 
You've got the SpaceX element as well, where he's sending rockets into space, so-called, and depending on your uh, understanding or, or perspective on what that actually is in reality. You know, very, uh, very odd individual. Um, here we have uh, famously last year in his um, nice little uh, Baphomet get-up I mean, you can look at that and go, well, it's just, it's it's coincidence. It's just, he's just role-playing and uh, he's just having having a laugh. Uh, I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure. I, I've seen um, elements of uh, the suggestion that his, his, his bloodline uh, for his mother may be towards a, a Rosicrucian, Swiss line. I, I, I've never found anything concrete on that, uh, so I'm not going to say that that definitively. But um, there are questionable links historically for his family in terms of uh, yeah, where his lineage and where he comes from. Um, so I'm not I'm not uh, I'm not definitively saying anything on that. But it's a very strange like this guy he's 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 on the most popular podcast he's he's chummy with joe rogan he's getting millions of viewers on there he's floating around with these world leaders and he's dictating um not dictating but he's influencing uh policy and current opinion but he's just this uh very strange um very strange individual having an effect on on our modern day so again no definitive um conclusion on this uh, he's still an individual that uh, I think it's worth keeping an eye on. He's obviously in the news a lot, um, but it's just strange to see this uh, this interaction with um, uh, with our with our prime minister essentially. So yeah, there you go. That's uh, that's Rishi Sunak, Elon Musk coming together to make you feel even weirder about the future. Um, so yeah, there's that. Right, next up, um, maybe not the freshest story, but it's possibly something you may not have seen as yet, um, but it's something that's been in the pipeline for about a year now. And uh, I first came across this a few months ago and just thought it was a very, um, uh, just an amazing thing really, but um, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll take a look. Um, before we do, um, just getting into the... Definition of utopia, um, an imagined uh, place or state of things which uh, in which everything is perfect. Um, uh, it's often cited in literature and in um, just in the public consciousness of heading for a utopia, a place that almost uh, doesn't exist. So uh, with that being said, uh, let me introduce to you to Saudi Arabia's uh, The Line. Um, really strange, but yeah, quite amazing and at the same time.
A year and a half after Crown Prince of Saudi Arabia, Mohammed bin Salman first announced his ambitious plans to build a linear city, he has now revealed the first glimpses of what the city will look like. In his bid to steer his country away from the dependence on revenue from crude oil reserves, the Crown Prince has set himself on a path that requires him to do something so outlandish that the world would want to come and see it. He probably recognizes that building the tallest structure in the world does not cut ice with many people. Instead, he is making a city with skyscrapers taller than the Empire State Building and extends linearly for 105 miles, connecting the country's west coast with the east. The line is being designed to put humans first in the pecking order of urban planning and strip off the need for roads to move cars and buses around. Transit within the city is through a high-speed underground rail line that can take you from one end of the city to the other in 20 minutes, while everything else you may need is expected to be a few minutes walk away from you. The city can accommodate 9 million people but only uses an area of 13 square miles, which has not been seen in a conventional city. The power demand of the town will be 100% met by renewable sources, while 95% of the project land will be preserved. Calling it urban gravity urbanism, the project design vertically layers the city's buildings so that people can move up, down, or across instead of traveling for miles. Therefore, everything is just a five-minute walk away, whether it is a public park, office workspace, or school. The construction of the project will use digital designs and industrial-scale construction to pace up the building of the city, while an outer mirror facade is meant for the construction to blend into its environment. The use of vertical farming and autonomous bots to harvest and transport the food to community kitchens as well as a subscription fee from residents to use them. There was also a mention of a sports stadium built 1,000 feet above the ground and the issue of how the project could disrupt the migration of birds as well as snatch lands away from the tribes of the region. The line is also one of the many other ambitious designs to be undertaken in the NEOM project, such as a manufacturing and innovation city called Oxagon and the first outdoor skiing destination in the Arabian Gulf that will be housed at Trajina, a tourist destination. Yeah, uh, impressive uh, in its design and um, potential um, execution. Um, but this is uh, uh, symbolic of, of, of what we've seen in, in I guess, uh, the culmination in recent years of, uh, again, another power shift uh, towards uh, the Middle East, Saudi Arabia, Qatar, these areas, uh, which have generally been... Um, increasing um particularly over the last couple of years which is probably indicative of um a lot of events particularly sporting events um being moved in this area we had the the world cup the football world cup in qatar recently we've had the recent awarding of uh, a future world cup in uh, in saudi arabia as well um we um I've seen um, a lot of uh, property uh, and real estate uh, held in prominent parts of Europe and, and the UK that is under Saudi ownership. Um, and it's uh, it's very strange because uh, growing up, um, we we certainly had a uh, an impression of you know the West, the UK, and America being you know very powerful, very strong. 
leaders of the modern world, etc. And um, here we have this um, uh, this shift to, to to the to the Middle East, um, where there's there's so much money. You, you, you're talking literally trillions um, through the. Uh, uh, you have the investment fund, the, the Saudi Arabia investment fund, which is almost a, a bottomless pit of uh, resource, and uh, we're seeing, um, yeah, this, this this power shift to to that area and that realm, um, and the line just looks um, incredible in, in its in its uh, concept. Um, uh, and I say incredible and awesome and use these uh, superlatives, but I, I don't think it's necessarily like a place I would, I would want to live or, or or exist. I mean, you, you you're stuck in the middle of the desert, um, in a I guess a luxurious prison of sorts. Um, but work has actually started on it. Um, they've been digging out the foundations. There are several other projects in and around that area which are. Um, uh, in fast development, um, there is a lot of controversy in terms of uh, the plans and the, the movement of um, certain indigenous people people to those areas. So it is facing its own uh, struggles in that. But it's interesting because in the context of what's been discussed uh, of late, particularly over here with regards to, uh, is it the, the, the 15 minute cities of everything being localized to the point where you don't have to travel anywhere, you don't have to go anywhere, minimal carbon footprint, saving the world through this woke uh, climate change agenda, etc. Um, but if it's all under one roof, um, you've got all of your needs met, it's all localized, and it's just, um, uh, again, probably sounds really good on paper from a, a progressive point of view, but uh, from from a realistic and um, historical perspective, that looks absolutely um, yeah, looks horrendous. Not 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 for me, but um, yeah, again, uh, something else to keep your eye on the development of uh, of that. Um, uh, and again, let me know in the comments section uh, if you've seen anything uh, in the news, any reports. Let me know what you think. Is it somewhere that you would uh, fancy living? Uh, yeah, let us know. challenging you to not get the feels over this one it's an old clip but it's classic um and uh again it would just be nice to to leave this on a, on a high note no pun intended um but yeah i'm just going to get into it and uh yeah let it play out
absolute classic. Uh, like I say, if you didn't get the feels for that one, I don't know what's going on. But um, yeah, I hope that this reaches you well. Um, hope that puts a spring in your step. Um, yeah, I pray you have a good week. Um, yeah, keep uh, keep walking the walk, keep fighting the good fight. And uh, from our house to yours, it's been a pleasure. Shalom. Love you lots. Uh, God bless.